Welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast, the world's first podcast dedicated to travel recovery. I'm Dolores Semeraro, and I'm on a mission to help tourism organizations and travel professionals to lead a business that restores confidence in travel. If you're looking for a travel podcast that gives you more than just wanderlust and will help you travel better tomorrow, you've found the right one. Every week, my travel and tourism industry guests will share with you their stories and insights to help you travel smarter, better, and more conscious of the impact you have when you travel. Subscribe to the show to receive a new episode every Thursday straight to your inbox, together with travel tips and best practices of my podcast guests. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. Travel recovery is at the core of my podcast, and I guess you got a sense of it by now. I've had the pleasure of interviewing some inspiring travel and hospitality thought leaders on the show, but navigating the do's and don'ts of the travel nowadays can be quite daunting for those working in hospitality. So what if you could get some clarity on some of the most successful travel recovery strategies implemented worldwide so you could use them to build trust in travel across your audience? Well, I hear you saying yes. Well, then head over to the show notes and get a copy of my Travel Recovery Strategies ebook, a comprehensive digital book that will give you actionable and proved strategies on how to tackle domestic tourism, benefit from travel bubbles, and navigate the protocols around vaccine passports. The link is in the show notes. Don't miss it. Today on the show, we explore a different angle of the travel industry the one of independent travel consultants and their take on the travel recovery journey of our industry. My guest today is Michael Kapair, business development manager and travel consultant at the Travel Counselors based in the UK. We've talked about how challenging the last few months have been and how he managed to successfully turn those challenges into opportunities. Welcome back to the program and welcome, Michael, and thank you for joining me on the podcast. Hi, Dolores, and thank you for inviting me to to talk with you today. It's uh, an absolute pleasure. It's my pleasure, actually, to have a conversation finally with somebody that has a, such a you know three sixty overview on on the travel and tourism industry, especially given the times that we are navigating. Absolutely. Recently, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd love you to, uh, for you to give us an overview of the work that you do and where are you based at the moment and how's, how's life? Um, life is good. Um, obviously, we're, we're all working slightly different. Um, I'm based in London and I work for a company called Travel Counselors and I primarily work as a business development manager, working with businesses, helping them save time and money on their overseas travel spend, um, as well as helping them uh, with project restart, I guess, um, helping them get back to some sort of normality and, and putting the building blocks in place so that when travel does start again, um, I'm on hand to, to assist them with their, their travel policies. And the last few months have been rather challenging, I would say, given the given the outlook of the travel industry? It has been difficult. Um, I think that is, that's fair to say. What I've found with a lot of the clients that I've been dealing with, old and new, is just about restoring that confidence within the market and making sure that they're aware of the, what, what is needed from them in order to travel 
and trying to put the building blocks in place so that when they do travel again, um, that we're on hand to assist. Exactly. I mean, having to, you know, to 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 counsel them and to sort of help them through this time where they have absolutely no trust in travel, no confidence. They look at, generally speaking, travelers look at their safety as priority number one uh, when they travel, if they travel. So it's quite a responsibility when it comes to, you know, counseling your network, your direct, most direct client into what's the best next step when it comes to planning a travel, right? Yeah, I I think at the moment it's about consumer confidence in the market because with a lot of businesses and a lot of in, uh, input from the news, everything's changing on an almost daily basis. So when people come to book travel, they don't know from day to day what is going to be the right criteria that they need, not just to leave that country, but to go to another country, whether it's for business or leisure. So what I've been doing over the last few months is basically coaching them and counseling them and making sure that if they do book something, what's going to happen, not only when they leave, but when they arrive, if things change and being on hand to support them if things do change. And because of what's happened within the industry over the last year, there has been a lot of conversations about planning and just um, making sure that they're safe. And that's primarily the, the, the main thing that, that I have been doing. It has been tricky, but slowly and surely things are starting to move in the right direction. So what's the travel sentiment that you have observed across your network? What I've generally found is that people do want to travel again, but there is that apprehension when booking travel, which I completely understand. Travel counsellors carried out a survey of over 400 travel bookers and procurement managers and frequent flyers, and the results of the survey were incredibly revealing. 20% of the travellers um, were planning to travel between April and June, and 50% from July onwards. Um, so I do believe there is an appetite out there for travel um, when there is a genuine business case for them to do so. Uh, nearly 80% of the respondents stated that digital solutions at the moment, such as video conferencing and Zooms, um, while they were sufficient within the pandemic, uh, most of them acknowledged that it wasn't a complete replacement for face-to-face -face meetings. And in fact, only two of the respondents within those 400 people um, actually said that they would move away from traveling for business to a digital solution. What I found is the main reasons people cited for travel were building positive relationships and winning new business. And due to the global pandemic, that has been severely impacted. And that has been within this survey was uh, noted as one of the most negative um, restrictions across the globe for travel. So when it comes to general travel sentiment as you said there is an appetite for travel and i like yeah. i like to think that and i think it's it's uh, it's a hopeful message it's a message that is encouraging those who are listening to the podcast but also those who are working in the industry but yeah. we cannot forget that we are constantly dealing with an audience that is still battling doubts and fears so when yeah. you look at the way people are approaching travel again, what do you think are the most common fears that 
are surfacing when you approach your clients? The majority of the people that I speak to um, are apprehensive about what's going to happen when they leave the house to when they arrive in their destination, whether it's for leisure or for business, because there's so many unknowns out there at the moment. So whether it's getting to the airport, do I have to wear a mask? Do I have to have a quote-unquote COVID passport? Do I have to be vaccinated? Do I need to have a, a PCR test? And the underlying issues that I believe we're facing at the moment is there's so much misinformation out there and people are confused. Where I found the benefits of working with clients and where they've, they've um, enjoyed working with myself or found the benefits of working with myself is that I'm able to offer them real-time advice about if they're going from point A to point B, what's going to be required in order to, to get them overseas, to get them to that hotel, what's going to be the implications when they do get to that hotel, do they need to self-isolate, um, do they need to have testing, do they have to, do they have vaccinations, and then when they are overseas, what, what's going to happen when they come back? The most important thing that I found to my client is that they feel safe when they are overseas. So if something does happen and they do need to go and get a, a test or they do need to self-isolate, am I on hand to assist them to be able to make sure that they are secure? And then when they do get back to the UK or wherever it would be in the, the world, are they going to be able to have that assistance from point B back to point A? Enjoying the episode? Well, real quick before we move on. At the beginning of this episode, I said that travel recovery is at the core of my podcast, yeah? And today's conversation is no different. But navigating the do's and don'ts of travel nowadays could be quite daunting for those working in hospitality. So if you want to get your hands on some of the most successful travel recovery strategies implemented worldwide so that you could use them, to build trust in travel across your audience, well, head over to the show notes and get a copy of my Travel Recovery Strategies ebook, a comprehensive digital book that will give you actionable, improved strategies on how to tackle domestic tourism, benefit from travel bubbles, and navigate the protocols around vaccine passports. The link is in the show notes. Don't miss it. Now, let's go back to the show. It's fascinating the level of personalization that that the extent of personalizations that the work that you do goes to you know the length that it goes to because one of the main reasons why people have put travel aside for the time being is exactly that it's the lack mm. of support and it's the lack of assistance on some on whether something happened while they're traveling uh, when they are at the destination or where they are, when they are coming back, ever-changing terms and protocols at the destination or at the country of origin. I mean, I remember when the UK literally changed the, um, the regulations with Spain overnight and, and a lot yeah. of people had to rush back into the UK before being subject to quarantine or so on. So there's a lot of personalization. There's a lot of, you know, almost like a customized approach to design travel. Yeah, I, I, I think over the last few months, what I've really found is I've been working primarily with leisure clients to get them inspired about going overseas again. And whereas previously they would have gone on to 
websites to go and find their own flights or find their own hotels. They're nervous about booking that. And the advantage they've had with working with myself is that I can tailor something for them. They, in in a lot of instances, they have had hesitancy about booking something immediately because they're so scared that things are going to change. And where I've been able to step in and assist them is by saying, look, this is what the situation is now. If things change for you, we can make changes to your bookings. We can push your booking back. Your money is secure. So you're not going to be losing money. When the restrictions have been lifted, people have been away and people have been able to enjoy themselves and being on hand to know that when you are overseas, whether it is for business or whether it is for leisure, to be able to be there so that it's just that peace of mind that they can pick up the phone and talk to someone and say, look, Michael, um, I need to make changes or we need to push something back or we, we need to stay on for an extra few days because things have changed. Luckily, a lot of the people who I've been dealing with have been able to go away hassle-free. But the fact that I've been sat there in the background and been able to assist them has, I believe, given them massive peace of mind. And that's, that means a lot. I mean, it's a huge, huge asset when it comes to planning travel. And um, I believe that many of the independent travelers today, like I'm one of them. I'm like, I'm the kind yeah. of person that goes online and books its flights, checks accommodation, things like that. But I have to be honest, I haven't done that since the yeah. pandemic has started. So when will I find myself going online, booking my flights, booking my accommodation, knowing that there is uncertainty, not in the travel industry, but in, in, in the collaboration and, and in the protocols in between countries? Now, that is when somebody like you, with your, with your support and expertise, that comes handy and actually much mm. needed at the moment. So you've, you said that you, had, um, you, have, you have accompanied the travel experience and planning of your clients uh, over the past few months in the mm -hmm. moments and let's say across the windows of, of travel time that we're allowed to, to be because we are really jumping between one lockdown to the other. So mm -hmm. what kind of accommodation do you think you have, a, like what kind of accommodation have you observed being booked versus the pre-pandemic, the pre-COVID times? Has that changed? Have you noticed any changes? In terms of talking about accommodation and length of length of trips, so one thing I would say is when when I've been looking from a leisure division, because it's slightly different when you're looking at it from from business travel, because most people going from business for business travel are looking to go from point A, get there and get back, whereas people going for leisure. So the trends that I'm noticing is that when people are looking to go away on holiday, uh, they're looking at longer term options. So in the past, people maybe would have gone away for a week, especially from the UK, would have gone to the Mediterranean for a week and come back. And now because of the uncertainty in the market and the opportunity to get away on holiday, people are looking at lengthening their trips. And what I've noticed that people are requesting that if they're going away for the summer, they're going away for two, three, four weeks at a time because they believe that if it's going to be their only opportunity to get away, we may as well go away for as long as possible um, while we can go away, rather than just going away on short, um, short trips, um, as they may well have done in the past. 
And in terms of accommodation, actually, as a friend of mine working in the hospitality industry, uh, maybe noticed this. He said, now, as I restart traveling for business, um, mm. I rather have a service department instead of a hotel room when I'm on my okay. business travels, because I want to make sure I don't take any chances when I travel and I go into city hotels that are obviously mm. very crowded and or could be crowded. So they are, they are valuing the business travel side of things is valuing service apartment, but are more independent, more autonomous. And instead the leisure side of things is valuing independent villas and accommodations rather than, or uh, for example, uh, resorts in, in case of resorts and hotels that have, uh, plenty space and in individual villas, for example, rather than a city hotel room. Is that something you're been you are noticing? Absolutely. When it comes to business travel, the way it used to work was people would get to the airport, get to the hotel. It would they would invariably look for the most central located um, hotel because. They want close amenities to them. They want to be able to get out and get to restaurants. And, you know, although they are traveling for business, they still want to be able to have a level of entertainment while they are overseas. With there being restrictions all over the world, that has changed. And service apartments has definitely been something that I've um, dealt with more inquiries about um, than I would have done in the past. And when it comes to leisure bookings as well, um, there definitely is an increase for private villas, private holidays, where um, previously when you're looking at families going away on breaks, they want to go to, they wanted to go to resorts where, you know, the kids could go off and play somewhere. They could mix with people and although people are trying to get away as as much as or they will try and get away as much as they can they also have to be conscious of the fact that we are still living in a global pandemic and holidays for the foreseeable aren't going to be the same as what they would have done been pre-covid so we need to be realistic in what a holiday is going to look like for summer 2021 but this will pass. And the inquiries that I'm getting at the moment it is to have more singular based, you know, with a family who are looking to stay within the comforts of their own family. But having those conversations with people and being, being a trusted advisor when it comes to travel, people are saying to me, oh, I would love to go to resort. I would love to do this. I would love to do that. The kids would love to go and play with other children. But at the moment, that's not realistic. That will come. And in time, I'm hoping to have conversations in, you know, the coming months um, and years about people being able to return back to normality. But at the moment, people do want to get away. Um, but they have to just think about travel in a slightly different way for summer 2021. But hopefully that won't be the long term um, outlook on travel. And what will be the long-term look on travel then? What what are the trends that, that you have observed and that are here to stay? The main thing that I've learned from my clients, whether that's been on a business level or been on a personal level, uh, or for leisure bookings, I should say, is safety. People are not only looking for safety when it comes to protecting themselves from COVID, but they're also looking for safety when 
they are going on a plane, going to the plane, coming from the airport, going to their hotels. And, you know, the, the small act of wearing masks, it's frustrating to a lot of people, but it's a necessary evil of of travel and and going away. It's more like we want to go to we want to go back to a probably a a natural just way of being humans really. It's uh it's not just I think I think we want travel to feel like it's second nature. I I know from my own personal experience when I've gone away all you're really worried about is I'm checking into the hotel I can go and enjoy some sunshine. I can go and have a, a few drinks or something along those lines. But now travel is something that has to be thought about in a lot more considered way. And there are implications of going away o- overseas. And we have to be more mindful of that. And hopefully in the not too distant future, we can worry about the things like going to see attractions or going to different areas for, for fun and not having to worry about safety. And I hope that comes back sooner rather than later. But if people want to get away in the near future, unfortunately, that is going to have to be something that we think about. We have to accept it and we have to sort of make it, we have to embrace it. So let's let's be honest. I mean, we can't just yeah. deny it. We've passed the denial point. But I yeah. have a question um, that we, you know, on the podcast, we often talk about, the travel sentiment, the traveler's point of view and how we can travel better. And also the traveler's fears and doubts and and priorities today. So we want to understand them better. So we are first and foremost travelers. And after being Mm -hmm. travelers, then we are consumers of travel products, so to speak. I'd like to take a moment to talk about the challenges of the industry that you have observed because... Yes, we want to understand travelers better because they are our audience. But at the same time, as industry, we, we've, we've been hurting, we've been suffering. And, and, um, and in many cases, the institutions, the governments, the protocols, the regulations have not been very helpful and very clear for, for the industry to be able to plan. What have you observed? So, of course, it's been an incredibly challenging time for everyone within the travel industry, um, particularly for those who've been working in it for many years and, and building a business or career in an industry that we love. Um, for my part, I've been trying to keep focused on the most important thing of all, which is my customers, um, by guiding them through their options and helping them to navigate and plan for restrictions to be eased and come back into play again. Um, The key throughout this whole time is to keep close to my clients and who know that they can contact me at any time just to have a chat um, about any concerns that they have. Being open and honest with people and being clear with the options available to them goes a long way in fostering trust. I'm confident that travel will bounce back for agents who've looked after their customers during this time. And I'm always reminded that people remember um, how we've made them feel over this past 12 months. So you've basically turned a challenge into an opportunity, the opportunity to serve your clients, to, to be of of help to be there to, to talk to them, even when they're not booking any flights, even when they're not booking any hotel, you're just there to support them. Absolutely. I've, I've tried to judge my last year, not on money on the board or money in my pocket. 
Um, it hasn't been the time when that should be the focus. What has been my main focus is having conversations with people, trying to build trust with them and trying to make them realize that, look, you don't have to book anything with me today. You just need to know that when you are in a position to book and when you are ready to get in the skies again, that I'm on hand to assist. And what I've noticed over the last couple of months is people are picking up the phone and speaking to me and saying, Michael, I need to go here. Can you offer me support? Can you offer me guidance? If I had gone in with a gun, gung-ho approach back in September saying, you must book, you must book, when they weren't confident in order to do so, it would have spoiled that relationship and I wouldn't be receiving those calls now. And I believe in the coming months to, to help them with, with getting back overseas. That's wonderful. I think it's, it really proves uh, that the relationship that you build and that, you know, goes from strength to strength. And it's not just with the clients, but it's also with the, you know, your industry colleagues. So if you, let's say, as a word of advice to, to your colleagues in the, in the travel industry, given the current times and, you know, the challenges and the ways you've be, you were able to turn a challenge into an opportunity, what would be your word of advice to your industry colleagues that are navigating these very difficult times? I think it's very easy to think that it's an incredibly difficult industry to work in at the moment. And we all have external factors that we need to take into account. We have to worry about paying our bills. We have to um, you know, worry about food on the table and, and things of that nature. But if we look at things in a very short-term way, in the long term, that's going to affect us massively. Um, I love working in travel. That has been a real passion of mine for, for many years now. But I've had to adjust the way that I work. And I've had to work in additional fields in order to support myself. And it hasn't always been easy. And it hasn't always been something that I want to do. But what I know that by putting in the work now and speaking with people and building up that trust with my clients, I know that they will come back to me. I know that the skies will open again. And I know that people will start booking with me again. And I think focusing on the short term is not going to be a recipe for success. I believe focusing on long term and looking at the bigger picture is going to ultimately going to be the thing that makes you successful within the future. So be agile, look at the bigger picture and focus on the long term. I would say it's important to recognize where we are as an industry at the moment. Things are incredibly difficult. Um, I have the advantage of working with travel counselors and we have over 1,900 travel counselors based throughout the UK. And I don't think it's a bad thing to ask for help. It's great to be able to bounce ideas off people to not just for your own well-being and mental health, but being able to ask people um, how they're doing, if they're struggling, what thing, what challenges they face. I've found in my experience by talking to other people and find and by talking to other people, finding out what their concerns are and finding out how you've been dealing with things, they can also share different ideas with you as well. 
you you have no idea by talking to somebody how much you're actually helping that person as well and by sharing that with people that's also going to translate to your clients as well and by having those conversations dealing with your issues that you're facing in the short term i have no doubt in the long term that will help your clients and in turn will help your business grow fantastic i think that we need to have that broad vision of how things are going to evolve what's the you know what is our approach to it and where are we starting from because this is the time where we are all rebuilding on probably shaky foundations that we thought were strong but then you know obviously the last 12 months have proven differently Yeah, it is the long-term strategy actually and and it's based on people's relationship which is the strongest is the strongest pillar you know of the industry people people it's such a cliche to say and i i cringe a little bit by saying it but people do buy from people and we've mentioned it earlier um people in the past used to go online and people used to check on various flight websites and hotel websites but now i believe because there's so much um there's so much in the market where there's just so much uncertainty actually being able to speak to an actual human person um, can help you so much and it goes a yeah, long way it goes an absolute long way and i um i i believe over the last few months having those conversations is is going to help me in the f- future and i would i would advise anybody any consumer out there that if you are going to be booking a holiday pick up the phone I pick up the phone i you know it's lovely having a conversation with you t- today dolores and um you know working from home and having an opportunity to discuss travel even if it's not you know this week next week even if it's in the coming months work with a work with a travel agent let them be the travel expert and speak to them about what your travel requirements are because you know most people out there are going to be able to book every travel manager and travel agent out there is going to be able to give you the advice that you need in order to book something because over the last few months what i've seen is that people are not going to book until they're absolutely confident and by speaking with a travel agent speaking with a travel management company they're going to be able to assist you in getting you back in the skies again thank you so much michael for taking the time to join me today on the podcast i think the conversation we had if anything has really raised a few valid points on not just on us as travelers and who do we want to talk to to feel confident again but also as us as industry operator and what are the challenges that most of the time you know they sort of go unnoticed because we we need to look successful for our customers to to keep you know believing in us but actually we do want to also share that yes there are challenges and we take those challenges seriously and we turn them into opportunity so i think this was the takeaway of today's conversation Dolores it's been great speaking with you today i'm more than happy to have conversations with any of your listeners so if anybody wants to get in touch with me then please do and uh, yeah just know that i'm on hand to assist give any advice thanks Dolores and uh, pleasure speaking with you and good luck bye bye great chat don't you think well whether you're working in hospitality and travel industry 
or as a traveler, you have long postponed your travel plans, I think is inspiring to hear the stories of travel experts like Michael, their resilience and their passion. Before I leave you, don't forget to head over to the show notes and get hold of the Travel Recovery Strategies ebook. The section where I talk about vaccine passports could come quite handy because airlines are starting to trial just some of them as we speak. Thank you for joining me today on the show. Subscribe, rate and review. Five star for good karma on Apple Podcast. And I will see you again next week.